Hey everyone, we'd like to take a minute to tell you about our new collaboration with Studio. Studio makes high quality headphones with a signature sleek Scandinavian design. They were kind enough to send me a pair of their Regent wireless headphones and man am I obsessed. The Regent is their premium on-ear model with impeccable clarity in instrumental tones and a well-balanced sound. With 24 hours of active battery life and 20 days of standby life, the Regent is the perfect companion for you at home or on the go. It connects with any device with Bluetooth, but it also comes with an auxiliary cord just in case. I have been using these babies constantly since they arrived, and I cannot tell you how freeing it is to walk around my kitchen free of cords right now. Studio is offering our listeners 15% off any purchase by entering promo code HAUNTED at checkout. And what's that? Free shipping worldwide? Don't mind if I do. Once again, that is studio.com and enter promo code HAUNTED. Check it out. Welcome, spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire, but beware, this podcast is haunted. <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, both pets are trying to be the death of me today. Um, yeah. Meatloaf is bound and determined to be the star of this podcast. Stop it. Uh, and I just had to pull a disgusting, disgusting tick out of Gambit's head. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Where did, how did that, hmm? Uh, how did that happen? <laughs> well, okay, so. What? <laughs> Were you there? Did you see it? <laughs> I have never done that, uh, actually, removed a tick from a dog before. Um, yeah. So that was an unusual experience. Thank God I have a mighty collection of tweezers. <laughs> so, mm. uh, you know, they get uh, a fair bit of use. And so. Uh, I had plenty of plucking tools. all them chin hairs, right? Plucking, damn those fucking chin hairs, man! <laughs> I get one that grows. I, no, it's not one. I have like this one mole on my chin, and like thirteen mm-hmm. hairs grow out of it a month, and they're all yeah, same spiky and horrible. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah. So this this tick, um, I've seen ticks before, and on my old dog Liberty who she was a mm. Keys and Shelty mix, and mind you, this is also I was ten, but mm. she her ticks were quite dark. But I think that had to do because she had such thick hair, we didn't catch them until they were quite large. Oh. Gambit doesn't have hair. Oh. He has feathers. Really, that's that's what they're <laughs> categorized as. It's his really? hair. Really? That's, no, that's horrifying. Isn't that so upsetting? Why, why do they... Why do they call it feathers? Because if... I mean, like, you remember petting him. Like... Yeah, I know. But, like, that's hair. And yet, also kind of like feathers. Oh, no. Oh, oh God. Now I'm just imagining all dogs having feathers instead of fur, and I hate it so much. I'm so sorry. It is it is oh, the God. world I live in. It's oh. not so bad. You get used to it. But no, so so because his hair is so fluffy and light, it's, I mean, it's, we found the growth right away, but it was flesh colored. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh my God, my dog has some weird form of cancer or something like that. And so I showed it to my father-in-law and he's like, no, that's a tick. And I was like, listen up, sir, you -hmm. might be a country boy, but I have book learning and I know things Uh, (laughs) and ticks have legs and I can't see any legs on this. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
then I texted my mother and my sister who have both had dogs their entire lives. You know, Maggie has her own dog. And so uh, they, I sent them the picture and they were like, that's a tick. Mm-hmm. And so I have to apologize to my father-in-law now <laughs> because I was like, I think it's something else, but it was 10,000% a tick. Well, at least it's a tick and not cancer. <laughs> I mean, Let's I guess, yeah, but a cancer that. is at least somebody else's problem. A tick <laughs> I had to deal with in-house. Yeah. So there, it That's was not, not a great night. Um, the dog was a champion, though. I got to say this for Gambit. He's got a really high pain tolerance. So, well, uh, that's good. Right? My cat does not. No. Well, I mean, she probably does, though, because she, she did survive a street <laughs> fight with raccoons. Yeah, she doesn't go outside anymore. So I don't have to worry about ticks. <laughs> See? Uh, meatloaf. Anyway. <laughs> meatloaf is uh, too noble to have ever picked up anything as common as a pest, as a uh, parasite. So mm-hmm. it would just, it would never, no, every tick would look at him and be like, oh no, oh no, these too good for the likes of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did shots the other day. You did not. I did. Jeff, you for did shots? For the first shots? time in like three years. I'm so yes. proud of you. Ah, spring break, baby. Is it spring break right now? It is spring break. Oh. Spring break for schools doesn't go until the end of this month, so. I lose well, track. Maybe it'll look more like spring then. <laughs> yeah. Although the it's first spring day, enough to have ticks, so. Yeah. The first day of spring break, we got a foot of snow. Gross. We, yeah. We went from zero snow to a foot of snow in one day, and that was the first day of spring break. Was that last so. Thursday? Uh, Friday. Yeah. They kept saying here, and of course, you know, we've got the lake effect. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with Michigan weather, is this interesting? Are people interested? I feel like we're just like I don't chatting know. on the phone. If we decide not, we can cut a... it out later. Fuck them. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, I find meteorology fascinating, but sure, you know, I'm a yeah, nerd. Fine. No, okay. So, so there are these um, uh, tiny little storms, but they produce quite a lot of snow, and they're called lake effect snow. Uh, and mm-hmm. they're tiny little ice crystals that make driving impossible and dangerous and just cover everything in ice. Um, so there's that kind of snow. And then there's packing snow, which is the big, fat, heavy snow. So only places that are wet, uh, east of a large body of water will get lake effect snow. So New York gets it and Michigan gets it in the United States. And then, yep. you know. Or if you live where I do, you get nor'easters. Like, oh. what hap- well, the reason why we got so much snow was because we got the lake effect and then it got to where we were. And then it turned into a nor'easter and came back. So, so like, just like, is that basically a hurricane? Like um, a wintertime hurricane? Not exactly because, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh. I've never lived in nor'easter territory, so I've never had to learn about them. But yeah, it just, it's a northeastern storm. Well. <laughs> Lake effect storms are crazy hard to predict. And so they had us predicting. They were like, oh, it's going to be a snowmageddon. And -hmm. we're going to get six to eight inches of snow. And it's going to interrupt blah, blah, blah. You're going to have a terrible commute and la, la, la. And then we got exactly zero snow. We have nary a flake. There is nothing on our yard. There is nothing in our cars. I did not have a... I've been able to drive 90 everywhere I was going this week, which is another Michigan thing. We just all drive insanely fast. So, yeah. So all of the snow that we were supposed to get sounds like it ended up on you. 
Yeah, that, I mean, you had the best kind of snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. I have the <sighs> best kind of snowstorms, which is no snowstorm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so weather. weather. This has been Weather Corner, and if we this decide is, this... We started with Pets Corner, now we went to Weather Corner. It'll probably um, circle back to in, Pets, because Meatloaf's in here in, again. Yeah, in case you didn't know, this is a podcast where we talk about ghosts. Oh, right. So uh, guys, thanks for listening. This is This podcast is haunted. My name is Kate. <laughs> I'm Jen. <laughs> it's been every, a year and a half. Every time. Every we time we get gonna... further and further from like proper just doing this right. It's whatever. That's. This is it. what you signed up for, guys. We're, yeah. what, 33 episodes in? Is that right? That's it's, not right. It's clearly not getting. It is right. God. I, We're yeah. old. All right. Well, <laughs> let's talk about some spooky fucking shit because. Mm-hmm, I've been up since mm-hmm, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I ain't got much left in me, kid. All right, let's let's do this. So today we are talking about abandoned places, ghost towns, if Yay. you will. Oh-ho-ho. When you every time you say abandoned places, I just want you to know I am fighting so hard mm-hmm. to not start singing Gary Jules's Mad World. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. around me are yeah. familiar places. Uh, also, how great was Donnie Darko? I haven't seen it. <laughs> Shut your <laughs> fucking mouth. Uh, Are you serious so right sorry. now? Is I this a serious. real thing that you're saying to me? Yeah. Your boyfriend is like a film buff. I know. Has we he seen it? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't asked. I'm I don't remember if he's seen it offended. or not. Offended? Like I know that's. I know it has nothing to do with like you as a person, but like, I don't know. I'm really offended by that. <laughs> Baby Jake Gyllenhaal and Jenna Malone. Come on, man, get it together. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man, but, yeah. Some gothic time travel, Jeff. I've just been really like binging it with Buffy lately. But isn't this like your Ugh. third time watching Buffy? No. Oh. Uh, I actually haven't ever finished it completely through neither have i i refuse to watch the last episode oh okay so So, like in my world buffy's not over it's just on an indefinite hiatus yeah i'm somewhere in the middle of season seven and i i can't finish it without zenobia but i'm going back and i'm watching earlier episodes because i've been um binge listening to the what is it called jesus the btvs podcast yeah the yeah, po- yeah, go the ahead. Po- Sorry. Yeah, the podcast that it's like so good. What is it? Buffering the Vampire Slayer. I just I've listened to it nonstop, and I don't even know the name of it. <laughs> I believe <Yep>. that is. <laughs> Say it with confidence, so we can edit all that crap. Anyway, out. it's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. No, I think you should leave it in. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, know. No, then, we're gonna, then they won't be our podcast friends. They're never. They're way cooler than us. They're not going to be our podcast hey, man. friends. I am the Cinderella. I am a social climbing podcast. Okay. All like right. I'm trying right. like I'm working my way up to my brother, my brother and me so that I can be friends oh. with Lynn Manuel Miranda. Like that's my long-term goal. That is that is the long con. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So if you like Buffy and haven't been following us on Twitter where I've been obsessing over it, go listen to Buffering the Vampire Slayer. It's a very good good podcast and they're in the middle of season 3 right now so you can so you have a backlog. You can easily catch up. And honestly, season three is possibly the best season. I I don't know. I, I kind of like the later seasons. Oh, you do? Okay. I, I really love Spike. I love Spike. Yeah. Are you... I mean, come on. Spike and Buffy forever. 
Uh-huh. Can we I'm please kinda, talk about the yeah. musical episode for just a second? Oh my god. Yes. yes. So good. Yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> the duet between Tara and Willow is like the dirtiest oh duet ever. <laughs> yes. so I was blushing the whole time I was watching. It's like, oh my god. If I were oh capable my. of blushing, I'm sure I would have been too, but so much innuendo. I'm a dirty old lady, so Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, good for them. Lesbianism's great, so uh-huh. anyway. Um, okay. Go so. watch the show. Go listen to that podcast. <laughs> We're talking about ghost towns. <laughs> and there are ghosts in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so boom, segue. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. Segue. Um so um the place I'm talking about, I had a really hard time deciding, actually, because there's, there's so, many so many great places. And I just ended up looking at just really pretty pictures of of abandoned places do you know what that's called it's something porn yeah it's ruin porn ruin porn yeah why does everything have to have a porn to it because of the patriarchy jeff yeah it's because i just don't like that word it's just a gross word to me anyway i mean i can't imagine why you would find that word gross although i will also say that there, like some pornography is actually quite tasteful I guess okay. at that point it's tasteful though it becomes erotica, right? Yeah. Trying to class it up. It's all porn. I was also realizing that it's kind of going to be hard to talk about this without the visual aid because I feel like that's kind of 90% of it is just looking at creepy pictures sure. of abandoned places. So you'll definitely have to Google. Well, we'll put some pictures up, but also like if while you're listening to this, feel free to Google. We can try and revive show notes. No, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. I'm in grad school now. Right. (laughs) As I as I started writing them, I was like, "This is not going to be a long term thing." Honestly, we weren't good at them before you went to grad school. Uh, So, and like I work, so no. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Write your own show notes and submit them. Sorry. (laughs) We'll just I'll just Google image search some pictures and throw them up there. So the the place I'm talking about is called the Isla de las Muñecas. Is that that fucking doll island? Yes, it is the island of the dolls. I honestly, when I suggested this, I should have said absolutely no pictures from the doll island. This is why I picked it, because I knew it would fuck you up. I hate you. Friendship over. Collect your things. Uh, okay. Well, this has been great, guys. Uh guess this is the end of the pod no so okay so yes this is the island of the dolls why but why though because it had a good story Mm. that's the other problem i ran into is like most of these are just like pretty pictures but don't really have any explanation to it so i was like well this one has a story so we're going with this one um it is located south of mexico city and it's a small island kind of in between two canals is how it's described so i don't know you can if you visit mexico city you can hire a boat to take you there apparently it's like a two-hour boat ride though so be careful about that, sounds that. lovely and also I... yeah you have to like specifically tell them like take me to the island of the jaws <laughs> did you have to say it like that jeff Someone someone on the Facebook group said they liked my witchy voice, so I, I'm resolved to do it more. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so thank you for encouraging me, friends. 
Yeah, so you can you can hire a, a boat person <laughs> to take you to the island of the dolls, but they'll probably think you're insane. I mean, yeah. I bet you it's actually a pretty large tourism thing because there's a lot of freaks I'm, like us. Yeah, I'm sure by now they're like, Ugh, okay, fine, you're one of those. Right, right. Um, like, oh, hey, I'm surprised. welcome to Mexico. Love that black lipstick. Get in the boat. We'll go see the dolls. Yep. Oh, we know. We know. I'm surprised they don't have like a little bit of an industry built up around it. Like, you know how, you know, they do ripper tours and, and right, ghost right. tours of everything. Like, why not? I'm, know, I'm sure that they do. Yeah. I, Mexico is certainly an industrious land. So also, mm-hmm, I would go to mm-hmm. Mexico City in a heartbeat. Like, oh, Mexico City yeah. is so beautiful. And I would go see the dolls because, you know, I don't value sleep, obviously. Well, if you um, did, you know that you can get a little taste of what the island of the dolls is like right in Grand Rapids? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Do you know where the Meyer Bay house is? Yes. <laughs> if you take it, if you turn on one of the side streets right there, there's a house and in the backyard is a tree and hanging from that tree <laughs> is a bunch of mannequin heads. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'm over there all the time, too. Yes, um, I don't remember what street it's on. It's not Logan the main street. And oh, you mean it's where not, the dollhouse is? Sorry, yeah, I was yeah, just gonna yeah. tell you where the Meyer May House was. Meyer May House, I think, is on College Street. But if it's one of those side streets, right, like around that block, go look for it. It's it's great. Super. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to know the story behind this terrifying place? Yes. <laughs> it's so enthusiastic. Okay, so this guy named Ant, and this is how it's, I don't know. I, I was confused about, like, what part is just, like, people just took, translated from Spanish and, like, made it a part of his name. Isn't Don, like, I don't know, maybe that's his name. He wasn't, like, I always thought that was, like, a fancy, like, title in Spanish. But he's not a fancy person. It's kind of like saying sir, right? Like Don. Yeah, that's what, like Mr. Anyway. So it's listed as, uh, his name is Don Julian Santana Barrera. But but then it refers to him as Julian. So we're just going to go with that. So he was the caretaker for this island, which is really actually more of a floating garden, I think. Yeah, I know. Sounds kind of nice. So he was, he was living there taking care of the place and he one day he was walking around and he found and he said you know what this beautiful floating garden is missing (laughs) nightmares nightmare fuel uh he no even worse he found um a little girl who had drowned in the canal and no yeah 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 he found he found her and then shortly after he found a doll um, and so he guessed that it was probably hers. The, no, it was probably the killer of the girl. Like, for sure, that doll murdered that child. The doll murdered the child. Oh, that's an interesting theory. Uh, it's really very common sense. Have you ever looked at a doll? <laughs> Especially one that's been floating in a canal for a few days. Jeff, I'm looking at my Sporty Spice Barbie right now, and there is yep. absolutely a malevolence in her smile. And in this is all why you dolls. don't have dolls in your room. This is why I don't have dolls full stop. 
Yeah. Except for Sporty Anyways. Spice. She gets fandom in. Oh, that's true. When I go back home, um, I have my American Girl dolls staring at me. So this is a good time. Which American Girl doll did you have? Um, I had Josefina because I'm like super woke and like didn't have a white girl. Also because so. she was the doll that was released at the time you were... She like I was like I was yeah, just she a was little the new too one. old for Josephine or for and Josefina, so she would have been perfect for you. Also, uh, it's probably one hundred percent because her name starts with a J, and so does mine. Oh. So like, basically, we're twins. <laughs> twins. This was my logic in nineteen ninety six. So yeah, that's who I had, and then Laura had Kirsten. Anyway, back to back to this place. So he found he found the doll and was like, oh no, this was probably the little girls, and uh, he just did the next logical thing, which was to hang the doll from a tree to, like, appease her spirit. Great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or that, it was kind of, like, it was, I'm unsure if it's, like, in memory of her or, like, he just thought it was a nice thing to do or if he really thought that, like, the spirit of the little girl had, like, gone into the doll. But, Great. yeah, for, for whatever reason, he decided to hang the doll from the from a tree near the spot where he found found the girl um and and he he didn't really stop there is the thing he just kind of kept adding more dolls he was like Um, you know what why stop at one nightmare why terrorize one group of people i can upset generations of humans yeah yeah it was also suggested that he wanted he just kept trying to appease her spirit so that maybe there's a little bit of a winchester mystery house element to it uh, where he's just like uh, i don't know <laughs> trying to so like are you happy now is is he low-key a little bit responsible for her death then because that that seems oh like if oh, i were think... trying to appease a spirit it would be because i did something to that spirit yeah like i don't think there would be any reason for that her spirit to be mad at him i don't know what right. the deal is you're lucky he found... I don't know. I mean, like, there are predators down there. Bitch, you're lucky he got I'm... you out of the water before the chupacabra ate you. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I also... I, I feel like we could be treading on some, like, cultural sensitivity matters. Because I know... Um, <laughs> uh, Mexi- like Mexican culture does have a lot of different ideas about death and like spirits and like how they relate to them so like right i don't know well and we don't know (laughs) remembering a specific spirit is a very big part of their celebrations like you you cease to be the minute you are forgotten so yeah nobody's ever gonna forget this little girl well i think that's what his goal was so i don't i i don't think it was like you know me i don't think he felt that she was mad at him per se i think he was just kind of like really sad about it and wanted to kind of like do right by her right and most people do not find dolls to be as upsetting Mm -hmm. as i find them to be so Uh you know that being said these dolls are all pretty fucking horrifying (laughs) because because they've been like attached to trees for the past 50 years like this is just oh yeah so i'm sure he meant well and like figured that he was the only one remembering her spirit and so that's why he like kind of devoted his whole life to it but yeah he just 
he kept getting more dolls. People started like started hearing about it and donating dolls, giving them to him. Altogether, there are about a thousand dolls there. Wow. No. No. Yes. That's too many. Uh Uh-huh. That's. Mm -mm. I was getting all this information off of isladelasmuñecas.com. Go go look it up. Um, But uh, according to that site, people who were close to him kind of and saw like how he was dealing with it they they were they said that it was as if he were driven by some unseen force and just like compelled to keep hanging dolls and he was very affected by the fact that he wasn't able to save the girl's life so that's yeah there's also a theory that there's like kind of multiple girl spirits (laughs) attached to the dolls because I guess, like, the more dolls you get, the more likely there's going to be some... Fucking some, haunted some, dolls. Some, like, girl energy there. <laughs> some, some some real good kid energy attached to those dolls. So, yeah, there's, there's about a thousand dolls. And there are, of course, some local legends about them. Of course. Yeah, so some say that, that the dolls have been known to move their heads and no. arms. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And some even will open their eyes at you. Some of their eyes are completely whited out or gone. And it's just all very horrifying. Wait, wait. When you say that they were... that the, um, Did the dolls go into the trees that way without eyes? Or has, like, um, nature been at play? I don't know. I think maybe sometimes... They were, it probably depends on the doll. I don't know. Maybe sometimes they came without eyes. But I think for some of them that, like, I think the weather has kind of just broken down the, like, paint and stuff. And I don't know. It's all, oh, God. Every hair in my body is standing up. Go look at pictures, guys. It's great. <laughs> There's, uh, so some have also heard the dolls whispering to each other. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious right now? <laughs> I mean, this is all, like, according to local legends. So, like, I mean, who knows what's what's real and what's being, you know, encouraged and made up to get more people to go there. I don't know. But that that's, what, that's just what I read. <laughs> You're so quiet right now. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> this shouldn't be allowed. I know. There are uh, there are levels, there are there are there are restrictions, there are bounds of human decency. You don't mm-hmm. put a thousand fucking dolls up to terrify everybody even if it's not your intention. Yeah. Speaking of which though, did you ever go see the Heidelberg project? Um you know? no. That doesn't even ring a bell to me. Okay. All right. Well, it was I think it's been taken down recently but it was this guy who was from detroit and left and then came back kind of after it went through its period of intense economic devastation and all these houses were bulldozed speaking of creepy abandoned places the entire city of detroit is uh very is kind of like a post-apocalyptic like fun <laughs> fact ruin. there is a yeah. new show on netflix that dan started watching uh, mm-hmm. And to, you know, the, it's like about a virus or something that wipes out most of humanity and sends uh, <gasps> the world into a post-apocalyptic it- wasteland. Uh, to save money, they shoot in Detroit. 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's the perfect place for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's places that are being, you know, revived and are thriving, but there's definitely neighborhoods in oh, Detroit that are very creepy. Don't don't let me think anybody that I'm hating on Detroit. I think Detroit's amazing. Um, even mm-hmm. the creepy broke down parts of it, uh, because the things that are creepy and broke down uh, continue to survive because there are people who are there trying mm-hmm. to physically survive. Yeah. So I'm not. I am not disrespecting Detroit at all. Yeah. So the guy who started the Heidelberg Project, his name is uh, Tyree Guyton. I'm sorry. I'm probably butchering it. G-U-Y-T-O-N. So he, he came back to the area and saw all these, you know, houses that have been demolished. Anyway, so my, the point is this guy came back and he saw all this stuff that had happened and this and felt really bad about it because this was kind of like his neighborhood that he grew up in uh-huh. and so he stu- he took kind of like a couple abandoned houses in this specific neighborhood and he turned it into um an art project really? and there were some some people still living in some of the houses but he would like paint the houses a crazy you know crazy colors he put like polka dots yes, all over one i did see some um, of this yeah and he turned it into this like really large interactive art project and it really like was like really good for the the community loved it It, like brought them together and they felt like people would come and visit and like visit the you know people who like one house that i think people still lived in um like you were encouraged to like sign their house like it was i don't know it was really cool that Um, is cool yeah like you know how celebrities sign a stage door yeah, yeah, it definitely had that kind of feeling. Um, and, yeah, he went through a lot of problems with the city just because, like, using different lots and whatever. But, like, overall, people really loved it, and the art community really loved it. Um, there's books about it. Go look it up. Um, yeah, that sounds awesome. I actually will look that up. And there's this one, one lot, though, that um, had it, – it was on the site of a house that had been burned down for, you know, whatever reason – and he just kind of like put a bunch of like uh you know quote junk in there just as kind of like a installation piece and there was just like so many like children's toys and stuff it just like was really cool looking but also kind of very unsettling very unsettling there's dolls and stuff and it just like had that look of like you know, they'd all been through weather and like what is it about and like like a dingy childhood that is so unsettling mm-hmm. or like a kid singing a nursery rhyme too slowly. There's something so malevolent in childhood. There really is. I think especially like the abandoned pieces of childhood. Like when you see a kid just like playing with a toy, you don't really think that's creepy. But when you see that toy that looks like it's been sitting there for years right has gathered dust then you're like oh no something something happened here like it's like a exactly it's it's an energy of like cessation like something Mm -hmm. that should have progressed like okay we all had toys you know within reason growing up and those toys eventually got put away because we grew they they didn't Mm -hmm. the things that get left are creepy because it means that something stopped the natural order of the way this toy's life goes didn't go so i think right. that might be part of it i think that's it i think it's the it's the wondering what happened thing that i think that gets to us um yeah so back to the island of the dolls <laughs> do, we... <laughs> do we have to that i mean that place is interesting because um i mean so much of what you find in like when you google abandoned places is just like 
things that were literally just left. Right. Um, but this one was definitely very much curated. This guy, like, put these dolls up on purpose. They didn't just, you know, like, get left there. There's actually a small museum on the island. It's really just a glorified shack. It's, you know, yeah. just... It's a structure that has even more dolls hanging from the rafters. And there's a picture of the guy who, who started this. And a little shrine with, I don't know if it's the original doll. I don't think it is, actually. But it's kind of like where people have kind of like left offerings and stuff to, I don't know, the island, the girl, the guy. I don't the know. The energies that um, are there. Yeah. Because you can, you can go there and you can walk around um, and it's, you know... There's a lot of Catholics in Mexico, so there's a lot of, you know, like, uh, those, like, saint cards. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Virgin Mary cards there. There's a so, lot like, of Catholics in Mexico. Might be the world's <laughs> greatest understatement. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So, it's very, very unsettling and, but also kind of fascinating to me. I don't know. I would go there. Yeah, I would too. I would, I would honestly. And then mm-hmm. we could go and eat our weight in tacos. Oh, my God. And then I would be yes. feel much better. Uh, if you put enough um, carne asada in me, I will forgive any sin. Same. Yeah. Oh, God. I love tacos so much. Yeah. So, so this guy did this for about 50 years on the island. But in about around 2001, he was actually found dead in the same place where he found the girl. You fuck right off. You fuck off with that. Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? What the fuck? I don't know the cause or anything, but yeah, that's a... Top-notch journalism, Jen. It didn't tell me. (laughs) I only could... It's okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, My joy. I just like to fuck with you. I love you so much. I'm uh-huh. sorry. <laughs> Listen, I can only tell you what I read. and I did not read any of that. Um, but yeah, he passed. Uh, I mean, he'd and presumably now- been at this for 50 years, right? Like, Oh, yeah. He was he was he was an older gentleman old. and yeah. he died, you know, yeah. in the horror scape that he created. I'm just going to go ahead and just imagine that it, everything was fine. <laughs> Except now people say that he's joined the spirits on the island. So Great. that's fun. So, yeah, if you want to go there. Mexico City is badass, though. Like, super cool. Yeah. I would go to Mexico City in a heartbeat. And then, yeah, I probably would go see the Island of Dolls uh, because mm-hmm. I don't appreciate myself or my life at all. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think because it's outside helps. See, I actually you feel know? like that makes it worse. Oh, because that well, yeah, they're more exposed to the elements, but like also there's something about I get I think I'm mildly claustrophobic, where like I need an exit, <laughs> and if I'm too enclosed in places, I guess start to get a little nervous. See, I'm kind of the opposite, where like I want the security of a wall, so I know that nothing's oh. attacking me from the wall side. No, I like to see I like to see around me and see like where I can go. You want to know what this difference might be based in? Body Hmm. size. You can run away. Not very far or fast, though. Uh, I don't know. Faster than me. But no, like, if I am being chased by something, I'm just going to give up. (laughs) Like, like if, 
if I'm ever on Jurassic Park and the T-Rex is like, I'm going to get you. I'm like, I'm going to let you. I am not not spending my last minutes on this earth sweaty. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I feel you there. I... I have all these grand ideas about like how I would be in a in a an apocalyptic situation, but realistically, I am just not good in a crisis. I see. I am good in a crisis, but I still know that if like if the worst ever happens, I'm just gonna take every pill I can find. The apocalypse seems like a lot of work. I yeah. I'll I'll say like mentally, I feel like I could handle some things, but like the minute I had to like do anything physical, I'd be done. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like if if the apocalypse (laughs) happens and I can, you know, live in my house and still have like air conditioning and, you know. We can rebuild society. And Mm, when you say rebuild society, do you mean that I get to form it in my own image because I'm the emperor now? Yes. Yes. Oh, well then yes. yes. Then yes, I'll stick around. Wait, okay. Quick tangent on that though. Uh, Tangent on the tangent. I am... So it's it is spring break and I decided to stay here because I have shit to do. But um all my other roommates left. And so I'm home alone and I decided that today would be a really good day to finish um the last podcast on the left series on Jonestown. <gasps> so good. But oh god, I felt so I oh, you, do you get that feeling when sometimes like when you're alone too long and then you just start getting really creeped out? By things, listening to tapes of Jim Jones. I don't feel that way because I am never alone. I never have the opportunity to be alone, but I believe you that it's unsettling. It was very unsettling. Would you like Uh, me to send you Gambit? Because then you will never be alone either. The tapes are really what got me. Because I can I can listen to people talk about shit all day, but then the like when you're listening to like nine one one calls and like recordings of things, that's. Yeah, it's I, I once read a story about one of the first responders who came mm-hmm. upon the scene and like her impressions that she gave to her daughter who wrote the story. Uh, and it was one of the hardest things I've ever read. Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah. I, that one really creeps me out. Like out of all cults, that one. Ugh. Suicide as a general rule is very upsetting, but mm-hmm. mass suicide, you know, to, to put your faith so much in another person to put your identity and your your will to live in the hands of another person is very mm. difficult for me to handle yeah so so it really i find it because i don't understand it it scares me that much more that is not ever what you would get into i think there's just certain kinds of people who are more susceptible to that than others right right and you know i've met the kind i've met a couple people who who would be jim jones's club they scare me (laughs) especially because and also i i don't want to imply that like oh well we're judging you for like that's that's not what that's not what i mean like there's they scare me because they could be any of us like yeah if if life kicked you exactly the right way Mm-hmm. You could end up with that Kool-Aid in your hand or or committing crimes, you know, like mm-hmm. the 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 membership of a gang runs very similarly to a cult, like the brainwashing that goes into being a gang member. And even fuck right. it, I'll say it, the military, there's a lot mm-hmm. of brainwashing. You have to be willing to join these institutions, put your life and will in the hands of another person. Now, 
Uh, bef- save yourself from writing us nasty letters about the military. Most of my family's in the military. Yeah, I there's there's definitely different degrees of right. like like things that you can get involved in. But to be able think- to, I mean, like you you do have to be brainwashed to a certain extent to stand on the front lines of a battle for a war you did not start and jump into the line of of fire. So yeah, so I think it's, it's I think it's more just like a like kind of a group mentality. Like yes. I um just if there are people who enjoy being part of a group, and that can be a great thing. There are lots of great groups to be involved in. Totally. And then there's people who just like don't. That's not really their vibe. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> if you want to learn if you want to learn more about Jonestown, I highly recommend it. it's a five part series. <laughs> Last podcast on the left. Uh, they just did it recently, so just go listen to that. But anyway, that's all I have for the Island of the Dolls. Do you want to yeah, tell me about Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, mine is less terrifying than yours, if you can believe it. Is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, all right. I don't know. Maybe. Jer- Man, we'll see. We'll see. You be the judge. <laughs> you know what? We should start a Facebook poll when this episode goes up and we'll let people vote. Which, which one would they you would rather? Be. Right. Which vacation would you rather take? <laughs> would you rather go on a canal trip two hours away from Mexico City or would you rather mm-hmm. go to Pripyat, Ukraine? <laughs> and and what is this place? What is that Pripyat, you ask? Uh, Pripyat. That's how, yep. That's the city in which this... Mm-hmm facility sits Uh and that facility is of course chernobyl yeah yeah now chernobyl is the actual power facility uh pripyat is the and i'm sorry if i'm saying it wrong i've only ever read it so i don't know Mm -hmm. how to say it i'm just get off well (laughs) my plan for all of these words that i don't know how to say is to picture them and try and like imagine if vladimir putin was saying it how would he say it Mm. so i feel like he's saying pripyat that's Pripyat. right. That's what I think. So uh, that was okay. one of the towns. Uh, it's the town that was built. It was a Soviet city, the seventh or the ninth Soviet city to be built in order to be to house the the workers of this nuclear power plant. The nuclear power plant was Chernobyl in Michigan. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of nuclear power plants that are fairly close. One is called Palisades and one is called the Cook nuclear plant. So the actual like, Palisades feels like it's being a little um, grandiose. Uh, yeah, well, like that sounds like a nice place to be. They're shutting it down for no reason this year, so no worries. Um, no, so Pripyat is the city immediately adjacent to Chernobyl, but it was not the only place impacted by this Category Seven meltdown, which is the highest mm. possible category the only there's only been two category seven meltdowns in history Pripyat mm-hmm. at Chernobyl, Chernobyl and the other one was Fukushima in Japan uh, yeah that's right yeah that one was recent right 2010 I believe um of course yeah so basically I... last year <laughs> good Jen <laughs> I have no concept of time I mean like when you're a history student you really don't like you have to take the long view of history and everything starts to yeah. blur like it is Listen, effectively still the it... Victorian era today so if it happened within my lifetime, it's recent. Right. So Chernobyl actually melted down just outside my lifetime. It melted down April 26th of 1986. I was born December of 87. It, and, and it was kind of a nice time to be a Soviet before this. I mean, all right. <laughs> <laughs> was there, was there a, t- a good time to be a Soviet? 
it was their lives were fairly comparable to Americans. The ruble at the time was worth the same as the dollar. They had they had won the space race, although they had not won the race to the moon. Um, I just want to push back a second, though, and, and be like, w- did everyone have the, the nice uh, U.S. Does ruble? everyone in the U.S. have the nice U.S.? I Listen, I've learned a little bit about Soviet history. <laughs> and I, I've learned a little bit fun. about American exceptionalism. <laughs> so let's call this one a draw. We'll say yeah, that some people fuck. lived a pretty good life and some people lived in a shithole. Just like, you know, America today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Everyone, there's going to be people who are not, who are living in poverty in every country. But I think the, the, the ratios were a little bit different. I'm sure that's true. The, by all accounts, it was a busy, small city with a number of small villages near it. The mm-hmm. people were largely employed. They were opening up amusement parks. They they had they had an excess in general. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't. I, I'll They're doing say, okay. Yeah, they were doing okay. So, Pripyat uh, had fifty thousand people living in it. They were just about to open a brand new amusement park. It was uh, slated to open uh, in early May. This meltdown happens April 26th, mm-hmm. so that it never happened. Oh my God. I think I've seen yes, pictures you have. of this. Yes, it is oh one God. of the most photographed places in uh, associated with Chernobyl. And another oh. one that you, I promise you, have seen is a school at Kopachi. It's their mm-hmm. kindergarten, and the entire town of Kopachi was so radioactive that they pushed everything under the earth except for the kindergarten. And what that actually, they didn't know at the time that it created so many problems. When reactor four melted down, it it was just such a huge swell of radioactivity that everything was affected. And so when they pushed, when they bulldozed down their city, the people who were bulldozing are actively dying, like within two days from being on site. Oh no. And so the, now all of those radioactive buildings are have been have spent the last 30 years leaching into the groundwater so Mm. what we have left behind is ruin porn and a bunch of people Mm -hmm. who find the sites of ruination fascinating it does have its own tourist industry now oh yeah yeah uh there is a hit film right yes actually it uh what was it uh the chernobyl diaries and it did do pretty well i was considering seeing it but then i didn't on account of how i'm a baby Mm. <laughs> so now the Chernobyl Diaries actually was inspired by the stalkers of Chernobyl, uh, and they what? were yep, okay, <laughs> they were a group of people who uh, were drawn to Chernobyl even before it was safe. I mean, Chernobyl's relatively safe now. It's been mm-hmm. an appropriate amount of time that most of the nuclear radiation is nil, and that's why there's a bunch of photos of it, yes. and not just a bunch of bodies. Exactly. With cameras. <laughs> right, exactly. People can get uh-huh. in and get out. They still have to use Geiger counters and radiation uh, cards that track how much they've been exposed to because uh-huh. certain areas have higher radiation levels than others. But for the most part, it's just an abandoned city now that has a horrible history attached to it. There is a small museum close by where they do have preserved examples of the mutated animals that uh, came as a result of the mm. fallout. Mm-mm. And that has led to the question of mutated people. So this movie Chernobyl diaries is all about oh, zombie no. people, mutants attacking 
these, you know, uh, dumb uh-huh. college kids on a world tour. It's kind of like, like the European hills has hills have eyes. Yeah, I feel like if there were to be a zombie apocalypse, it would be it would be because of a nuclear meltdown. Like that that's the thing that seems the most believable to me. The only consolation I can give you is that people who die of nuclear reaction don't have time to become flesh-eating zombies. They die that's quickly. True. <laughs> and But like residuals maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. That's possible. Maybe. They so okay. Um, just for reference, uh, mm-hmm. Chernobyl, uh, is based in the Ukraine. Uh, it's 45 miles, uh, which is 98 kilometers. Uh, I tried wow. to, do the, I tried to do the math. I'm not good at it. <laughs> roughly one mile, roughly. So, so a mile is 0.62 for every one kilometer. So we're just going to say half because I'm lazy. Eh. <laughs> So it's it's 45 miles from Kiev, which is the capital of the Ukraine. So we're 45 minutes or 45 miles, I assume also 45 minutes from Kiev. By the time this nuclear reactor melted down, April 26th, 1986, it was reactor four, mm-hmm. the sarcophagus, which is the turbine. No, that's a bad name. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> the meltdown was so extreme that it created what's known as an elephant's foot. Are you familiar with that term? I mean, I'm familiar with a literal elephant's foot. Good. Excellent. (laughs) So the elephant's foot is a lump of radioactive waste that has melted through Mm -hmm. and accumulated all sorts of debris, melted um, concrete and steel and things like that. And so it's the lump of nuclear waste, as I understand it. I am not a nuclear Mm -hmm. physicist expert, so... Really? (laughs) I don't know if maybe you couldn't tell from my uh, right. interdisciplinary studies degree. No. <laughs> <laughs> Reactor 4, the sarcophagus, created this elephant's foot. We've captured photos of it. It's a fascinating thing to look at. People who saw the elephant's foot in real life died within two minutes of seeing it. Oh. So it's, wow. the, the, it's that strong. And wow. so many people died as a response to this. They don't actually have accurate numbers anymore in the same Mm -hmm. way that we don't have accurate numbers for hiroshima and nagasaki yeah because you they just disintegrate well not only did they not only did some people just disintegrate or burst into flame or any number of other things uh people wouldn't the people would be affected and they would die months or years later Mm. thinking it was something else oh right yeah so it's really what we didn't know about nukes in 1986 could fill several books and we learned a great deal from chernobyl and three mile mm. island and now we're learning from fukushima yeah hell of a learning uh, curve. it's a bad yeah it's a bad uh kind of learning opportunity but yeah. i guess we're learning um, yeah if you ain't gonna learn not an you're ideal gonna situation yes. <laughs> so the russian government uh i'm sorry in fairness, the Soviet Union government, which at the mm-hmm. time was fairly prosperous, uh, worked so hard to cover this up that they didn't admit there was a problem until nuclear reactors a thousand miles away in eastern Sweden started picking up uh, readings mm-hmm. that were 10 times the normal amount of nuclear radiation in the air. Wow. Over 500,000 people had to be evacuated. Uh, roughly twice that were involved in the cleanup. 
The mm-hmm. cleanup attempts cost 18 billion rubles, which is equivalent. Like I said, it was equivalent to the dollar at that time. So imagine spending 18 yeah. billion dollars. And this was actually one of a contributing factor to the fall of the Soviet Union, which would fall in mm. 1991. Wow, I never really put that together. It was such a costly and damaging experience to uh-huh. not not only just the treasury, but also the government standing as a whole. The, yeah. the lack of trust really helped helped the Soviet Union to crumble. Yeah. So we are we are still in many, you know, in ways biological and in ways socioeconomical, we are still dealing with the fallout of Chernobyl. Hmm. So mutilated people. We discussed that there are no actual zombies there. The (laughs) sorry to disappoint (sighs) the stalkers, people who are drawn to this site and live kind of dangerous lives there, taking Mm -hmm. photos and putting up this ruin porn. Yeah. They actually developed a video game based on some of these people's experiences. Oh and the, my god. The <laughs> the action of this video game is that zombies are a result. Of course, because that's the most logical thing. I'm I, just saying, if right? you're gonna have a zombie story, it makes more sense to it to come from a nuclear thing than from a virus. That's all I think. I I guess I'm on board. I don't know. I I don't know why I suddenly like became so like adamant about this. Like literally, I've never thought about it. Like this is the hill you're gonna die life. on. This, but this is now the hill I'm gonna die on, and it just makes sense to me. And like, take your zombie vi- virus and fuck right off. Like I don't care. This I, is my this is my hill now. There, there are viruses though, <laughs> like rabies that that do cause you to attack people okay. violently. That's so true. That's true. Whereas right, we're not seeing that. <laughs> you mean nuclear uh, waste doesn't make you rabid? It just makes you die? Yeah, pretty much. Weird. And, and, and you die really, really impressively. The The removal of people from Pripyat and Kopachi, it was slow enough that first responders... And government officials, in an effort to keep citizens calm, brought... (laughs) Wow, that is a sentence. (laughs) Right? They brought in dancers and musicians to entertain people. How very Titanic. Girl, just you wait. One dancer, she was Uh a ballerina, and she had been Uh dancing there for two days. And she was dancing with such passion and vigor... And she was spinning. Did her feet fall off? Did her feet fall off? I don't know. That would be amazing. No, it's her hair. So as she was dancing and spinning, her hair started to float, you know, from the (gasps) centrifugal force. And then it just floated away and her nose started bleeding. And it was her final dance. Oh, God. A musician who was. What a way to go. Right. Well, if you're going to go, go big. You know, that's it's yeah. a story that, that will stay also with just people. reminds me. It reminds me of the the new Jennifer Lawrence movie that just came out. Oh, Red Sparrow. Yeah, it's a, in theaters now. I think it's a <laughs> spinoff of uh, La Femme Nikita, which is a fantastic yeah. film. Have you seen that one? No, I have not. But all I know is that the Red Sparrow was filmed in Budapest, which is a oh. beautiful city. You spent mm-hmm. a lot of time there. I did. I spent a whole semester there, and it's beautiful. Go go see it. Although their government is super terrible. Anyway. We don't have a oh. leg to stand on. <laughs> Listen, they are us five years down the road if like things go unchecked. 
What a horror story. Yeah. Go read about it. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, they are a little more advanced than we are at the moment. But I'm not I'm saying that as a like we could be them <laughs> soon. So yeah, things are scary. Anyway, vote. Um speaking of scary, <laughs> let's yeah, blue wave. <laughs> speaking of scary, let's get to some actual ghost stories. Yay. I really would encourage you guys to go. I'll I'll post some pictures of the ruined porn. Uh, as well when we put up this episode but there are some actual ghost stories uh two one that's brief and one that's a little bit beefier so i'll start with the fast one mm-hmm. so this okay. is the story of andre karsakov andre mm. karsakov that's how it's right. i gotta yeah you my... have to say it in an accent <laughs> he is a new york he's an american citizen oh he's american of... he is but okay. obviously he has some soviet ancestry and so he was visiting the site in his uh, capacity as a nuclear physicist in 1997. And oh. during the course of his visitation, he was allowed to do some testing, take radiation readings, things like that. He couldn't go into inside Reactor 4 because that elephant's foot is still there and it's incredibly dangerous and deadly. But he was wow. able to take readings from outside what's called the sarcophagus. Uh-huh. And so... He goes into this space. He had to, you know, have all these security checklists. People let him in. He starts taking his notes. It's 7.30 in the morning in 1997. And all of a sudden, he hears somebody screaming inside no, the sarcophagus, no, banging on the no. doors, shouting oh about rescue. They need help. Help. There's a fire inside. And so... Point, point of order. What, what language are they, they They're screaming in... in- Ukrainian, I I I would assume, imagine. but it's not impossible to imagine Karsukov has some understanding of Ukrainian. Okay, or I mean, he also could have just like heard someone yelling and then gotten it translated. Very later. true, very true. Um, so he anyway. goes, and he did. He went, and he got help, and everybody was very puzzled because he was the first person to go into that site in three years. Mm-mm. And what's more than that, they couldn't. Nobody could get inside that sarcophagus since 1986 because they had to have all of these security protocols in place to keep people away from the actual site. So there's Mm -hmm. a handprint ID, there's um, uh, swipe card IDs. There's no way somebody could have been in live there, but he claims to this day that that's what he heard and that's what he experienced. Indeed. (laughs) Now that's my brief one. Oh, okay. This is, we're going to put our toe in a subject near and dear to my heart. (laughs) Cryptozoology. (laughs) Well, yeah, with all the animals there. Ooh, I love your thoughts, but no, it's better than that. Oh, okay. Jen, I have another film assignment for you because I promise you, you have not seen this. (laughs) Okay. It came out, I want to say 1999. It's a Richard Gere and I believe Deborah Messing film. Yeah, you're right. I have not seen this. The Mothman Prophecies? No. What? Are are you not familiar? The Mothman made it to Ukraine? That's what people are saying. They call it the Blackbird of Chernobyl. And if you are familiar with the Mothman story, the minute I saw the pictures, like the artist sketch of what people were saying this figure was, Mm -hmm. it looked exactly like what people drew for the Mothman. Now, the Mothman is supposed to be a harbinger, harbinger, mm-hmm. I don't care how you say it, a harbinger of 
disaster. It is well documented flying and being around Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Back in the 70s before a horrible bridge collapse killed 46 people. So people around town were seeing this large winged figure, black, 20 foot wingspan, humanoid. 20 foot? Yeah, it's huge. 20 foot wingspan, humanoid body, all black with glowing red eyes. That is horrifying. Now, of course, we don't have stories of this. Just like with the Mothman, nobody reported seeing it before the disaster. Mm -hmm. But after the disaster, as people are talking, it came up. Oh, I saw this weird bird. Oh, there was a huge bird flying over Chernobyl. A 20-foot wingspan bird? That's a dinosaur. What? This is... I feel like you're trying to apply a lot of logic here, Jen. These people have been terrified outside of their minds. Well, okay. I'm not, I mean, I'm not here to judge, but I'm just trying to imagine like you like legit seeing that and then not thinking to mention it. Touche. Like what? I don't know. I think if it were like, all right, I'll, I'll out myself. I one time saw some really, really, really weird lights behind my house and in my uh-huh. little lizard brain, maybe they were aliens. And I don't tell people about that because it makes me sound like a crazy person. So, uh, okay. That's also, so, maybe that's what happens. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's possible. So so this figure was seen. He's called the Blackbird of Chernobyl. And I guess it actually took much less time to tell that than I thought it would because that's the end that's of it. it. Oh. Okay. I'm waiting to see if we sh- start seeing him in other instances of disaster. Did we see a large ass mm. bird over New York City, September of 2001, for example? Mm. Uh, but it's it's very interesting to me. Um, this Mothman figure. And if you're not familiar with the Mothman, definitely check it out. I feel like there were reports of it in Chicago recently. Really? I mean, I don't know what would have happened to mean that. I but. F- thoroughly do not keep up with that because, one, it gives me the skeeves. And, two, I mm. I work. I got a lot going on right now. So I only, uh. I only heard of it because, so we mentioned my brother, my brother and me earlier, which all y'all should listen to, but they're all from West Virginia. So like they're familiar with the Mothman. Are also, they? yeah, they also do that. another podcast that everyone should listen to called the Adventure Zone, which started as a D&D podcast, but they've been like doing other games and they did one that was set in West Virginia and they had a bunch of cryptids in it. You would actually probably like it. It's very short and digestible. Anyway, so they yeah, they were doing like a show in Chicago or or maybe it was like Milwaukee or something and someone was like the someone mentioned the fact that Mothman had been sighted there recently and they're like, really? "What the heck? It's our thing." <laughs> That's a West well, Virginia thing. Now they have to share left? it with the Soviet Union, so. Yeah. So yeah, Chernobyl very upsetting huge long-reaching implications we're not done with nuclear fallout from fukushima it Mm -hmm. is now reaching american shores the nuclear radiation is now reaching like past hawaii and into uh california region so wow um, keep an eye out things are gonna get continue to be interesting yay and if things keep going the way they're going we might have a whole nuclear war to look forward to that's fun yep (laughs) we're here to bring you up on this podcast is on it. just keeping the mood high we and... started with ticks like infectious diseases for pets and then we mm-hmm. moved on to, to we... the nuclear apocalypse to the nuclear apocalypse. but hey zombies but you know what guys 
ghost dicks. You'll never see him coming. But I'm. Hey. <laughs> oh God. If you're too bummed um, out after this, I will post a picture of. If you're too bummed out after this one, like I feel, I don't know. I'm kind of bummed out after this one. I'll be honest. That's, that's true. I feel like the one I got really bummed out talking about Marilyn Monroe. So I'm actually feeling like a lot better about this. One. Oh, okay. Oh, good. So, so the death of Maybe, Marilyn Monroe infected you, but but the the fifty the untold thousands who cleaned up this nuclear waste. I think it has a lot more to do with like the specific story that I researched. Oh. That's fair. <laughs> Do you want to hear a really nice story? Yeah. So when the Fukushima re- uh, reactor disaster happened, the, a team, the, the team of people to go in and clean the site and, and kind of contain the mess mm-hmm. were Japan's elderly. They didn't want mm-hmm. young people to waste their lives. So oh, my God. I know. That's going to make me cry. Yeah. Oh. There are so many good things in this world. Even even the garbage. Like, everything that is garbage and terrible mm-hmm. has beautiful things. Look at Detroit. Detroit has some garbage, terrible shit. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lie if you say otherwise. But you also have beautiful artists and, yeah. you know, Diego Rivera. Mm murals and some of the most fascinating and beautiful architecture in the world so what i'm saying is that not everything is a shit show even though sometimes it feels that way yeah uh speaking of detroit again and diego rivera go to the detroit institute of art it's one of the best art museums in the country it's amazing yes and also if you like ruin porn there's like so much of it that has come out of the Detroit area in the recent years. The Grand Rapids Art Museum put had like a show of it yeah. in recent years. And it was just so incredible. <sighs> it's it's very like kind of sad to look at ruined places, but it's also just really beautiful. I kind of love it. At a certain point, a place becomes known as a green ghetto. Benton Harbor, Mm. where I'm from, is a green ghetto. It's classified as a green ghetto in that it has been reclaimed in many places by nature. Mm -hmm. So if you go into downtown Benton Harbor, what used to be bustling shop fronts and things like that have been bulldozed and meadows are coming up in its place. So Mm. eventually nature and uh, life. Nature finds uh, a way. They they find a way. (laughs) Yes, bring it back. The Jurassic Park. <laughs> and how I would not run anywhere from a dinosaur. <laughs> Eat me. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, all right. So, guys, beautiful. this feels like uh, a good time to end. Do we want to do a listener story? <gasps> do you have one ready? Yes. Yes, it's... I want it. I was just going to sign off, but yes, let's do the I thing. know. I know you are. I was getting right. You always do this. Every single day. Because I'm like, tired, I'm Jen. And goodbye. Been... Listen, man, it's 940 <laughs> at night here. I've been up since 4 a.m. and I've done I 10 know. million things. Let me read you a story. All right. Can it be a nice story? <laughs> I Probably I, not. I, I don't know. I didn't read this ahead of time. Oh. When do I ever read this at a time? Okay, Isn't it fine. Spring pick... break for you. What are you doing? Listen. <laughs> d- full disclosure. Do you want to know what I'm doing? Uh, I'm doing an embroidery project for my material culture class. Cool. Where we are piecing together quilt squares. Are you really like you're 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 sitting yeah. in a upstate New I'm York s- farmhouse embroidering I'm sitting things in my barn. By myself with my cat, drinking tea, watching Buffy, 
hand stitching quilt squares together. You could have been best friends with Georgiana Darcy. Yes, I'm quite accomplished. That I the whole time I was learning, like we did a whole like little class on on this because not everyone knows how to sew. Right. Um, but the did whole you know time how to I sew was, already? Yeah, I I I've I've dabbled. Um, but yeah, the whole time I was joking about how accomplished I was getting. That's right. Soon you'll yeah. be able to paint tables. I know. Oh, okay. Amazing. All of these emails are novels. So I'm going to, I'm just going to read the one I had selected originally. So this one is from Lori and. Hi uh, Lori. Yeah. She writes, I just started listening to your podcast today. Do, 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 do self-congratulatory stuff that I'm going to skip. It just ma- it makes me feel weird to read. But anyway. thank you, Lori. We appreciate but you as well. thank you for writing nice things to us. Every so often, somebody will say something really nice about our podcast, either in the group or like outside the group. And like, yeah. things have been really fucking shitty lately. So yeah. it's been nice yeah. to read. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, the, speaking of the person who said they like my witchy voice, that came from a thread of people talking about saying nice things about my voice and like, oh, I was like dying. You have a great voice. It was a well-deserved thread and I'm super glad. Also, somebody in there was like, I like it when Kate says fuck it and then says whatever she was yeah. going to say anyways. And I was like, thank God yeah. somebody appreciates that because nobody else in my life is a fan of that. It also came like a week after someone on Twitter was like, you do too much vocal fry. And I was like, touche. But you know, it's fine. Somebody said that to you on Twitter? Yeah. It's, okay, it's hang on. Over. No, oh. it's fine I, if you talk I, shit about me, because that's valid, but leave Jen alone. <laughs> okay. The only thing I'll say to that is that episode in particular, I was doing it a lot, and I did notice it myself when I was editing the show. I was like, oh, God, I'm vocal frying constantly. Which episode was it? It was the Marilyn Monroe one. I don't know. Maybe I was just so down about it. I was like constantly like this, and I'm sorry. It was annoying me. It was to the point where it was annoying me. So I kind of give it to them there, but yeah, in general, it, that's whatever well i didn't notice it at all and i think you're a beautiful fluffy angel and so everybody <sighs> who you. disagrees with me can suck my fat tits and right, i will well, fight them sit and talk about how much we love each other i love you so much yeah i love you um okay let me just read this email and then we can go to bed okay bedtime yay <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i'm so tired Lori writes many years ago when cell phones were still dumb Oh, I love you already. I was a teenager and did stupid teenage things. Some friends and I decided that we should go on a road trip because we had nothing better to do with our weekend. We, that was before Netflix, I imagine. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> girl, what I do on a weekend is just sit at home on Netflix. Anyway, we decided to go to New Orleans. One of the girls wondered when Mardi Gras was. We shrugged and started packing up the car because people didn't Google everything in those days. You can see where this is going. That's right. I accidentally went to Mardi Gras. Fun! <laughs> I know. Why is this spooky? What, what's the problem here? Uh, there's anyway. a lot of spooky shit in New Orleans. That's true. I saw uh, the princess and the frog. <laughs> okay. Excellent example, Jen. <laughs> we did a whole episode That's on New Orleans. That's our show in a nutshell. <laughs> Spooky things, but from Disney. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, needless to say, every hotel in the city and quite possibly the state was booked. After checking out Bourbon Street, we set off to find a hotel. No luck anywhere. We drove for hours, but they're, they're all fully booked. Remember, no smartphones, so we're going into this blind. 
oh, this is this is giving That's, me the early 2000s sweats. This is this is a source of anxiety now. Like when all you have is map quest and a prayer. Oh god. Um, I was I was barely in that phase. Like I experienced that a little bit when I first learned how to drive, but luckily. No, my first smartphone I got in 2013. What am I talking about? Remember, no smartphones, so we're going to the fully blind. Finally, we stop somewhere in bumfuck Mississippi. That's right, the next state. <laughs> what a nightmare! I know. Oh, I've I've done this though too. I've tried to. I've accidentally ended up in a different state a couple times. That that's what you get for living near a border. Like I've accidentally ended up in. Pennsylvania, and also Ohio at one point. Wow. Never yeah. in my life have I accidentally ended up in Ohio. And thank God, Ohio's garbage. <laughs> I mean, don't we always kind of end up in Ohio on accident? <laughs> you know what, though? I will say this about Ohio. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and my friend Patty. Yeah. Also, I feel like someone was recently being like, oh, you guys shit on Ohio a lot. Sorry. It's a Michigan That's... thing. We can't it's a quite help thing. ourselves. It's in I the water actually... here. I actually... I don't actually care that much. It's just more of a joke to me. Anyway. I do kind of care a little bit. <laughs> but okay. but well, that's fine. I, it's Everybody hates Ohio State. I can't help it. It's it's just the thing. And so. if you're from Ohio, then just substitute Indiana. Yeah. And there also remember that my very good dear friend Patty lives there. And therefore... Oh, I think that's who it was. <laughs> It was, probably it was Patty. It probably was Patty. I'm sorry, Patty. Uh, sorry, Patty. So no, Patty's the best, and she's the greatest thing Ohio's ever done. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, so they ended up in Mississippi, and f- they find a tiny rundown motel, a single story. That's no strip. good. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're in Mississippi at a singular is... rundown hotel. This is nothing. Isn't this exactly how good. the Bates Motel movie starts? Like, isn't this psycho? Yeah, this is, you are, congrats, you're in a horror movie. And I think that's kind of why this story is in our inbox. So we'll have to see what happens. <laughs> okay, keep uh, going. I'm sorry. I'll stop interrupting. Okay. Stop. I thought you wanted to go to bed. I do. So it's a, it's a single story strip, 10 rooms with an office on the other side of the dirt parking lot. Great. Nope. Uh, yeah, I know. At this point, it's probably three in the morning. The witching hour. Sleep in your car. I don't. That's also terrifying. I don't know which is better. Not going to the know. south ever. Oh, <laughs> you've moved on from Ohio. Now it's the entire south. We're gonna piss off. A tired Katie <sighs> is a judgy Katie. Very judgy. So we've been looking for so long. Luckily, the owner woke up. Did he possibly have a room for us? Well, he seemed hesitant. There's one room left, no. but he doesn't like to rent it out because no. the ceiling is damaged. From what? That's from what? We don't care. We're exhausted. So he takes us to the room and sure enough, in the corner over one of the beds, the, oh God, over one of the beds, plaster is crumbling. No problem, we say. No, that is a problem. That's a problem, Lori. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we brush the plaster dust off the bed and he hands over the keys. Oh, is, is this the kind of motel that has like still keys because that's how you know it's haunted oh if it still God. has a real key I no wait so... no this yeah this is not great so the four of us climb into bed ready to pass out we haven't been in been in there more than a few minutes before we start hearing this squeaking noise it was coming from the bathroom and sounded just like a slightly stuck faucet being turned 
We're all in the bed. I have a clear view of the bathroom. No one's in there, but the squeaking continues every few minutes. Uh, None of my friends say anything. So I tell myself I'm imagining things or that there's a perfectly reasonable explanation and just go to sleep. Eventually I do. (laughs) The power of the human mind. (laughs) Uh, The next morning, my friend asked, did you hear the ghost last night? that's nice and specific right uh way to get right to the point friend (laughs) also not not any particular sound just the ghost did you hear the ghost last night oh shit it wasn't just me sure enough we check out the bathroom and the faucet in the shower makes the exact same noise then we put it all together you see when he showed us the room the night before there was a box fan in in it blowing towards the bathroom the carpet was a little damp, he explained. Someone had left the shower running. Oh, God, I just got chills. Oh, my fucking God. So basically, do you remember Do you remember Home Alone? And and they were on it to be the leaky bandits. Oh, the wet bandits, yes. The wet bandits. There we go. Yeah. Oh, so God. this ghost was That's like, what it, You're being haunted Marv. by the wet bandits. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's essentially wow. It. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, guys, just as like a piece of general advice, m- one room motels in the south are not your friend. Like, I yeah, a- I I had experience um, uh, driving through the length of Illinois a couple times, mm-hmm. and like you just get to that part where there's just nothing, and every single time I panic and I think like I'm gonna run out of gas, I'm gonna have to pee, and I like pull, you know, have to find a place, to, you know, stop, and it's of course always like the sketchiest looking place, <laughs> and you're like, this is it, this is where I die, <laughs> this is the end of my days. It's that classic like single gas station that's like you can't. There's nothing else for miles, and you walk in. You know in what's and funny? Like one guy with a tooth, and you're like, "Hello there." <laughs> city people, in my experience, like people who live in cities, like you and I, city mm-hmm. people are very, very, very uncomfortable in the isolation of the country. Whereas, yeah, my if my father-in-law, for example, who's he, you know, he's super into having lots of space and like not having to deal with humans, which I can certainly respect. Um, mm-hmm. he does not like coming to the city. He's immediately uncomfortable in a crowd. He mm-hmm. feels like I feel very safe in a crowd for the most part. And and I think that's just kind of like there's like a dichotomy there where if you're a country that's person, so you mm-hmm. will never feel safe by yourself. It's the isolation. You know, there's no mm-hmm. one to help you. There's no one to hear you scream. If you're a city or did I say country? If you're a city person, that's know. the case. If you're a country person, there's no one to hurt you. There's no one to cause you to scream. Yeah. yeah. And so I always, huh. I think about that a lot. Yeah. I think about that now that I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you, oh, can we end on one more high note? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my in-laws came for a visit yesterday, which is uh, pretty unusual. They live fairly close, but they don't, you know, they're busy. And so my father-in-law brings me this giant, box of what i thought was microwave popcorn and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. thank you yeah <laughs> i mean that in itself is a victory <laughs> and so then he's like hey uh why don't you come out to the car for it with me for a second and i was like all right i'll help you you know whatever you need unloading mm-hmm, he pulls mm-hmm. out a huge i mean probably two and a half feet by a foot and a half uh mm-hmm. by a foot deep professional popcorn popper no and the stuff that's that he perfect. brought me wasn't microwave it's like the kit 
for making popcorn in the big machine. Like, you know, like oh how everybody has like God. those nostalgia. I know it's perfect. It's for the movie theater and for when we're podcasting or having parties and stuff. So I am, I've already made three buckets and I've washed it all and I, it makes me very happy. So thank you, Larry and Jerry. You guys are the best. Not that you ever listen to the show, but I love Please. you Please. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope they don't listen. No, they definitely do not. So, yeah. um, all right. We really are going to sign off this time, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, if uh, thank you all for listening, uh, it really does mean a lot that people listen to our dumb dumb show. Yeah, we appreciate uh, the fuck out of all y'all. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are haunted underscore pod. Uh, we are this podcast is haunted on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, join our Facebook group and just you know chat and hang out with us. And if you have a story that you would like um, us to read or whatever or if you just want to say hi you can email us at this podcast is haunted at gmail.com at gmail.com um, that's right <laughs> oh all right jeff but, you say it this week i got nothing left okay guys stay spooky motherfuckers i love it take care guys love you all <laughs> bye bye Once again, This Podcast is Haunted is brought to you by our collaboration with Studio Headphones. Currently, the headphone market offers you one of two things, either style or tech. Fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented, which is to say that they are ugly. Studio wants to bridge that gap. By emphasizing modern Scandinavian design, they also provide a product that matches the quality of even the highest-rated headphones for a fraction of the cost. Right now, Studio is offering our listeners 15% off any purchase by entering the promo code HAUNTED, H-A-U-N-T-E-D, HAUNTED, at checkout. <laughs> so that's where you should put it in. Go to checkout, type in HAUNTED, save 15%, and remember, they provide free shipping worldwide.